0: Welcome to The Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. So I put up an anonymous question box on my Instagram stories asking you, you know, what questions you had, what types of things you wanted to hear about on the podcast. And so I got a few really great questions and I'm going to take one of them and make them today's show. And that question was, how do you balance business growth, taking care of yourself, not letting people and clients down, and also staying sane? Great question. It's about five questions, but there really is one very simple answer to that question. And it is, say it with me, everybody. Boundaries. That is the answer to all of that. All right, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go through each of these and just kind of break them down and get a little bit more granular and share a little bit more specifics on like what I actually do to balance all of this and kind of take care of myself and stay sane and all of the things. So, starting with balancing business growth. First off, you need to release the timelines that you have in your mind. And you have to let go of comparison. You have to stop watching Sally's Instagram stories and being like, oh my gosh, she's doing X, Y, Z. So I have to do X, Y, Z. Like I saw Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip-flops. So I bought army pants and flip-flops. Like that is a terrible way to build a business. Like that is just not how you're going to build a successful business. It's in alignment with you. And that really puts you in your essence out into the world and is attracting people and people who want to come work with you because it's not you if you're just being a copycat trying to do what everybody else is doing. And while sure you can take inspiration, while sure you can be like, oh, that's a really great idea. You don't have Sally's secret sauce. So it will never quite work for you the way that it works for Sally. But the really cool thing here is that no one else has your secret sauce. So no one else is going to be able to make what you do so well work the same for them. Uh, This is a lesson that I've really been learning lately is to really just lean in to myself into what's going on in my brain, what's on my heart when it comes to business, really really trusting my gut and leaning in with that and really putting my blinders on and just doing my own damn thing and doing what feels good. So I'm building a business that I love. Same thing with timelines. We have to release these timelines. We I feel like we just have this notion of like I have to be here by this time. Or if you have a, honestly, like if you have a financial goal in mind and you're like, I want to hit X amount of money by this date. Personally, I have never found that to be helpful at all. Release the timelines that you have. And I feel like we have this, this feeling that we have to do everything right now like we have so many ideas there's so much going on we have so much inspiration we have to do everything right now and that is going to be an incredibly easy way to tank your business and to completely tank your sanity as well if you feel like you have to do everything all at once take a step back look at the big picture here you still have a lot of life left which means you still have a lot of time in your career left. There is so much time to make things happen. Quit taking a five-year growth plan and trying to cram everything into one year. How is that serving you? (laughs) Like, what is that actually doing? We have so much time. Entrepreneurship doesn't have to be a race. Shouldn't be a race. And that will really help you balance that business growth by doing things slow and steady, being the hare, you know, going nice and slow. Wait, don't be the hare. Be the tortoise. <laughs> it's late. It's been a long day. Sorry. <laughs> be the tortoise, you know, and do what you do well. And when you're ready to scale, Be smart and scale once you're ready. You know, that very much ties into the like, drop the comparison. Like you don't have to expand. You don't have to grow just because you feel like you should, or just because you see someone else doing it. Do it once you are ready and you have the capabilities to handle it all and handle what that will entail and get really clear too, as you are expanding uh, and you are growing, what that is going to take from you what you're going to need. And then before you decide to, you know, launch into something new, sit with yourself and be like, is now the right time to be doing this? Is this the right season in my life to be launching into this? Like, do I have the capacity for this? And if the answer is no, that is okay. That is okay. But be smart as you're growing your business. So you don't drown yourself. And the biggest way that i have balanced my business growth is by outsourcing oh my gosh i freaking love my team i love outsourcing like what an incredible incredible tool! i remember when i was just a one woman show and when i was doing everything it was insane it was crazy and i honestly never want to have to do that again, if you are a one-woman show right now and you are running the whole damn thing, I freaking see you. And I see your hustle and I respect the hell out of you and you are killing it. But don't be afraid to outsource. You know, that can kind of come with a, like a control problem, of like not wanting to let someone else in to help you. But there are things in your business that you don't like and there are things in your business that you aren't good at. Both of those are completely okay. You can be a business owner and not like parts of your business. You can be a business owner and not be good at parts of your business. And those are the things that I want you to outsource first. I want you to first look at the things that are really draining you. What is draining you? What is taking it out of you? What do you hate doing? Outsource that first. And then boom, you're going to have so much more time all of a sudden. Because not only are you not going to have this task that on your plate still, you're not going to have that task that you don't like. You know, when there's something you don't like, you have so much resistance around doing it. It's so much harder to do it. It's slower to do it. All of that time will be taken off of your plate. And then you'll have a whole bunch of other time to be able to reinvest that time into other things, into being able to grow your business and really focus on building the foundation of your business. Think about things that you can do that are building your business foundationally, that are creating a really stable, solid business. Don't start scaling, don't start growing until you have a business that is solid and that can support it. Get those systems in place. Make sure everything is organized. Make sure you have your T's crossed and your I's dotted and that you feel really good with where you're at in your business right now before you decide to expand, before you decide to grow further. Take things one step at a time. You know, So you decide right now, you're ready to grow. You're ready to expand. You're ready to do something new. Awesome, let's do it. Let's go for it do that and grow. And then sit with that for a minute. Let that really sink in. Let it get optimized. Let your systems build out. Let it get comfortable. And then you're like, okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling comfortable again. Like this feels really solid. Let's grow again. Let's expand again. Let's continue scaling. I was in a position in my business when I first started that it grew very, very quickly. So if you are in a position like that right now, I feel for you, just start outsourcing. Find people who can come in and who can support you and who can help take things off of your plate. But if you don't feel like you're in a place to grow right now, or you have grown so quickly and you're like, whoa, okay, like we need to recalibrate before we can keep doing this, it's okay to say no. It is okay to say no. It's okay to close up your books. It's okay to not take on new clients right now. That can almost make you look a little bit more like, oh, okay, like she's not taking clients right now. Like like give people a wait list that they can sign up for. It's going to make you seem even more exclusive. They're going to be even more excited to work with you when they're able to. Put them on your email list, reach out to them, or you know, give it a month and follow back up with them, and be like, hey, are you still looking for support? We have an opening. It's okay to say no, it's okay to like turn people down. So that's a little bit on how I have balanced business growth. Um, but business growth isn't linear. Either, like you're not constantly just like chugging up and up and up. There are going to be times where your business shrinks too. And that is also okay. And know that that is part of the roller coaster of entrepreneurship that there are going to be times where you are so high, you are so busy, you are so booked. And then there are going to be other times where you just feel so low. It's crickets in there, and all of a sudden, there's nothing going on. But then that's good because you have time. Then you can take that time and you can be like, okay, what's the next move? How do we create something new? How do I take this space and this extra time that I have and turn it into something incredible? Moving into not letting clients down. First and foremost, I want you to set very clear expectations with your clients, with your team members, and with yourself. Have expectations in place. If it's due dates, if it's response times, if it's quality, whatever these expectations are that you need so you aren't letting clients down, have those expectations set and make sure that they are communicated with everybody. And also set clear boundaries with your clients. One of my hard boundaries with clients is I do not give them my phone number. No client has my phone number. They can't call me. They can't text me. They can't come into my space, my time when I'm like unplugged from work. Because you know what that does is that sets you up for the potential to let that client down. I And this was a lesson I learned the hard way. I had given a client my phone number and they just kept calling me all the freaking time, like out of the blue. Like if it's not on my calendar, I'm probably not answering. <laughs> like And like, I'd be in the middle of things. I'd be on calls with other clients or I'd be on sales calls and I would be getting calls from this client. I literally could not answer. And that was setting myself up to let them down because that boundary wasn't set. So set boundaries in place that will prevent your clients from even being let down in the first place. Same with expectations. You know, give them due dates. You're like, hey, this is when we will have this to you. Or hey, I need this from you by this date so we can have this done by this date. Make things happen clear, set expectations so they know. But kind of going off of that, give yourself time. Don't rush things. Don't be like, oh yeah, I'll have that back to you in 12 hours. If you know that's going to just like run your life for the next 12 hours. A lot of the turnaround times that we do are like a week. And there is this notion there's this feeling that like we have to do things the fastest and that people will be upset with us or clients will feel let down if we aren't doing things as fast as we possibly can and i am just here to tell you that is absolutely not the truth from my standpoint as a client i would rather have the work be done well have the work be done right have it be high quality than have it be turned around super quick Now, of course, there are going to be some instances where there do need to be quick turnarounds or there do need to be like hard deadlines. And, you know, that's going to happen. But for the things that don't, give yourself time. And, And don't tell a client, yeah, I'll have that to you in 24 hours. When you know, you probably need two days to do it. You're just setting yourself up to let that client down. I always say, Un- over-promise and under-deliver, is that the way it goes? Under-promise and over-deliver, I'm not sure. But like, I would rather tell a client, hey, we'll get this back to you in a week and we get it back to them in three days. And they're like, oh, wow, that was fast. I wasn't expecting to get it yet. And it's like, aha, uh, like a surprise and delight kind of thing, as opposed to, hey, we'll get this back to you in three days and it ends up taking a week. Then they're like, this is annoying. Why is it taking them longer than they said it would? Set yourself up for success. Set yourself up to not let your clients down. But, like, look, let's be real here. At the end of the day, you are serving your clients, you are serving your customers. And while we are entrepreneurs and we may, you know, be our own bosses or we feel like we don't have a boss, your clients, your customers are your boss. Everyone still has a boss. <laughs> Everyone still has someone that they have to do right by. And sometimes you've just got to go the extra mile to get things done for them, to prevent yourself from getting in a position where you do let that client down. And that's the, just the reality of it sometimes. But the more you can set yourself up for success so you don't get stuck in a situation like that, the better. But also communicate. Communicate with your clients. We are all human. If you, you know, if you get really sick or something, you get sick and you're like, I just need, I need to take the day off, or I can't focus, like my brain's not working, I can't do this. You know, send your client an email. Reach out to them and be like, hey, I'm really sorry. I know I said that I was going to have this to you by end of day today, but I am sick as a dog and I need to take the day off. I will have it to you tomorrow. I would be so surprised if someone was upset with you. Like I really would. We get so in our heads of being like, oh, like they're gonna be upset with us if I don't do this. And we end up just completely overworking ourselves. So I guess I would almost ask you, are you actually letting your clients down or do you just think you're going to let your clients down? Don't let that voice in your head run your life because it will make things very, very hard for you. Yeah. Just communicate. And honestly, so like if you have a client, you know, you're sick, you send that email telling them you'll have it tomorrow and they are let down and they do freak out and they do get upset. That's a whole other situation for me. Like that's a whole other red flag of like, you can't respect the fact that I'm human and that I'm sick. Like you can't give me that grace. I'm not sure you're the type of person that I want to work with. Now, again, I do understand if, you know, something was like, it's like a certain promotion or there's something going on. And it's like, we needed that content today. That's something different. But if it's just something random and it's willy nilly and they get really upset about it, it's, uh, it's time to reevaluate working with that person. And if they're treating you right, if I'm being honest. And if you do let a client down, it's how you recover. It's not about the fall. It's how you get back up. How can you make the situation right again? This is huge. This is huge. How can you make that situation right? What can you do? I'm gonna give you a very honest example here. We had a client last year and we, we let her down. We weren't able to match her vision. We weren't able, like she just wasn't quite 100% satisfied, no matter how many rounds of edits we went through. Like it just wasn't right for her. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. And I just, I admitted that defeat to her. And I was like, I feel like we probably just aren't the right people to do this for you. And, But she said that she still wanted to work with us and that she really liked me and that she found what I was, you know, like helping her with to be really beneficial for her business. So I offered her a free consulting session in exchange for our mess up. And that kept that client relationship good. She was so appreciative of that. We were able to move on from that mess up, from that, you know, kind of like We just couldn't connect there. We were able to move on from that and continue to have a great relationship working together with her as my client, even though we did kind of let her down, but it was how we recovered that made the difference and why we still work together today. That's a little bit on letting clients down. I hope that was beneficial. I feel like a lot of it's a reframe in your own mind. Um, but just, just set yourself up for success. Don't set yourself up to fail. Don't set yourself up to let them down and evaluate on if you're actually letting them down or if the voice in your head is just going to tell you that you're letting them down. So switching gears a little bit on not letting loved ones down. I, this one, this is very different. (laughs) Okay. So I am very fortunate to come from a family of business owners. My family gets it. I'm fortunate to have a lot of great friends that are business owners. My friends get it. I know that so many of you are not in that position and you're surrounded by so many people who don't get it. And that is really frustrating. And I have dealt with this with some family members with some friends, with some loved ones. So I do feel for you and I can speak on this to you. First and foremost, communicate. Communicate with your loved ones and set expectations with them. You know, let them know what days or times aren't good for you. And then also let them know when is good for you. My mom knows Mondays, not good for me. Tuesdays. Not always good for me. Wednesdays, they're great for me. It's my CEO day. Fridays, they're great for me. The weekends, they're great for me. But that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, she knows I'm busy. And so let people know that. You know, if someone's inviting you to do something and you're like, hey, I can't. And like, just so you know, like Mondays really aren't good for me. But in the future, like, Wednesdays, Fridays, and the weekends are great and just let people know and then make the initiative on your end as well. That when you do have some spare time, when you do have an open day, you're taking that initiative, you're reaching out and you're like, Hey, like I have an open weekend this weekend. I would love to see you and just make that initiative that will keep your relationship good because you're still making the effort to show up and to be part of that relationship. I think that'll be really, really beneficial. And most importantly, I see this happen with so many entrepreneurs. We have to talk about this. You have the time. You have the time to spend with your loved ones. Do not use your business as a crutch. Your business is such a good excuse to get you out of anything. Oh, I'm sorry, like I can't, I have have work. I have to work, I'm sorry, I can't. (sighs) Tell me that you did not get into entrepreneurship because you wanted more flexibility, more freedom, more time, and then you're really gonna sit there and turn down offers and turn down hanging out with people, hang out, turn down hanging out with your loved ones because of your business? What? What? No. And that's such an easy place to get into, especially when you're early on in your business and especially when you do feel really overwhelmed or you feel like you're drowning. But those people will help ground you. Those people will help reset you. It's so important to spend time with them. You have the time, you have the time to go get a coffee. You have the time to go to lunch or happy hour or brunch. You have time to go meet up. Literally like whatever, you have the time. You just have to quit telling yourself that you don't have the time. We get ourselves so worked up by being like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy, I'm so stressed, I have so much going on. Work is so hard, work is so overwhelming and you're just like spinning in your head. And someone comes in and they're like, hey, you wanna go get coffee? And you're like, no, I can't. I do not have time for that. Are you kidding me? How could you ever ask me that? You know I'm so busy. No, that's exactly what you need. You need to get out of your head. You need to get out of your office. You need to get off the couch. You need to disconnect from your laptop for an hour. And it will make you feel so much better. You always like, you know spending time with your loved ones always makes you feel so much better. I feel like just accepting the fact that you do have the time is a really easy way to not let your loved ones down. But also, you know, set those boundaries, make sure people know and organize your week. So it's not just like batshit crazy seven days a week, you know, create space, create time for yourself. And it could be something as simple as you stop working at 4 p.m. on Fridays so you can go to happy hour. You don't work on the weekends so you can spend time with your family. Or if you have like a family tradition, you know, if you guys have, your family has dinner together or you and your friends have dinner together every Wednesday, carve that out. You are in an incredible and a unique position where you create your own schedule. You can create your work life around these events and around these people so you don't have to get into a situation where you feel like you're constantly letting them down. You have that power, but you're choosing not to. You are letting your mind limit you from having all of that, from having everything, from having everything that you want, from having the business, from having the friends, from having the extra time to spend with family, you are the one who's limiting yourself from that. You have the time and I would really encourage you, especially if you're working from home, get out of the house. Get out of the house. Something one of my best friend and I started doing was we would meet up at a coffee shop and work together. It got us out of the house. It got us to see each other. and. We still got to work. It was great. Every Wednesday, we would meet up at a coffee shop. Sometimes we'd be really chatty and we'd have a lot to talk about together. Other times we'd be really busy and we'd kind of just like sit there next to each other and crush out work together. But it was just nice to be in a different environment and nice to be around my friend. Find and create space for yourself like that to have those opportunities. It is so, so important which kind of tails us into taking care of yourself. This is huge. This is so huge. You have to make yourself a priority too, because the thing is you are your business. There is no business without you. Taking care of yourself is so important. Taking care of yourself should be part of your job responsibilities. Honestly, as CEO, as an entrepreneur, ensuring that you are taking care of yourself physically and mentally are now part of your job responsibilities. They are. You have to prioritize your health and your body and you have to prioritize your mental health. My God, you have to prioritize your mental health as an entrepreneur. Wow. I worked with someone once who told me you have to treat your body like you are a professional athlete. You have to take the vitamins. You have to eat well. You have to be fueling your body. You have to be healthy. You have to work out. You have to make all of these things a priority because you have to be showing up as the best version of yourself at work each day. You have to treat yourself like a professional athlete. Your brain has to be on point. You have to be taking care of your brain. Like you have to be taking your omega-3s. You need to be taking vitamins. You need to be eating well. So your brain is working optimally. You have to take care of yourself and you have to prioritize your mental health in whatever that looks like for you. It's going to be different for everybody. For me, really prioritizing my mental health and my health in general and my body has been working out and consistently working out, like finding a workout that I love and doing that three to four times a week consistently. It's been journaling. That has been so huge for my mental health and just like personal development. Like I am having so many breakthroughs and so many aha moments and so many like motivational conversations with myself, just journaling and getting that out there. You have the time to do these things. And we get so worked up. Like I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to journal. Yes, you do. (laughs) And if you don't make time for it now, you will pay for it later. If you don't make time for it now, you are going to end up burnout and you're not going to be able to work at all. And if only you would have just, you know, taken care of yourself, spent a little time focusing on yourself and you will be on like a steady wave or as opposed to not prioritizing yourself is like a one-way ticket to burnout town and I don't know if you've ever experienced burnout or not, truly. It's awful. It is so hard. It is so painful. It's like one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through was experiencing burnout and having to work through it. It is so hard. Don't let yourself get to that point. You have to take care of yourself. A few more examples of things that I do to take care of myself, to prioritize my physical and mental health, I read, I love reading. And this is something that I got into, you know, a year or two ago. Like once I was a business owner, I read fiction. Like I'm reading novels, I'm reading like thrillers, I'm reading romance, I, you know, whatever. Fiction is the best thing that I've done for my mental health, reading fiction, honestly. Because, you know, when you're watching TV, or you're even like you're scrolling on your phone, like your mind is still running. Your to-do list is still going on in the back of your head. Or if you're watching TV, you're thinking, and then you're like, oh shit. So you get on your phone. And so you're watching TV and you're on your phone doing something and you're thinking in the background still, you have like at least three things going on at once. But when I read, oh my gosh, it's the best feeling in the world for my brain. Because everything in the background shuts off and I can only focus on the words in front of me and visualizing the story that's unfolding. And that's the only thing I can focus on. And it is the most wonderful, incredible way to just quiet my mind after a long day, pick up a fiction book, try Colleen Hoover. Everybody loves Colleen Hoover. Try read Verity or It Ends With Us or Ugly Love. If you are not a reader, start with one of those three books and I promise you it will suck you in. So welcome to my book review podcast. <laughs> Verity is going to be a little bit more like suspense, thriller, thriller but there's still some romance in it, but it's like twisty turny. You don't really know what's going to happen. Um, it Ends With Us is, oh, it's so good. And they're making a movie. Blake Lively is going to be in it. So you should probably read it so you understand what's going on and you can watch the movie and like get in on, on all the hype with us. Okay. Um, great little love story. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good. It's sad. Like it's, oh, it's up and down. It's a good ass book. When I finished that book, I was like, I want to start it again. And then I did, well, I listened to it. So I read it myself and then I listened to it uh, as an audiobook with friends on a road trip. So I have, you know, consumed that story twice and would, would do it again. Great read. And then Ugly Love is another romance book, but it's going to be like, like, a, it's going to be a little raunchier. It's going to be a little soft spicier. If you're looking for some spice and some sex scenes in your life, read Ugly Love. If you need something a little bit more tame, if that's going to make you like blush, avoid Ugly Love. All right, there you go. You have your three books to choose from. You have your reviews from yours truly. Let me know which one you decide to pick and start reading. Or if you need other book recommendations, hit me up because I could talk about that forever. I love a good fiction book. Okay, so obviously that's been huge. <laughs> um, other things that I do to take care of myself, I spend time outside. You know, I'll get some fresh air, I'll get some sunshine in the morning. Oh, feels so good. I'll go outside and I'll drink my coffee, drink my tea, drink my lemon water, hang out with the dogs on the deck, even if it's cold, but if it's sunny, just like getting that sun. Oh, it feels so good. And just that fresh air, especially if you're stuck inside all day, just chugging away at work, get some fresh air. Or I'll do that if I need like a little reset midday, I'll take the dogs on a walk or I'll just walk around the block myself, just get some sunshine, some fresh air, and remove myself from my office and my laptop and just kind of like let my brain breathe too. I love spending time with my boyfriend. Like I make that a priority to spend time together. Even if we're just watching a show, if we're watching a movie, spending time with him is so good for me. Um, you know, am I, am I smoke a little bit and then like maybe go cook dinner, listen to some music, jam out, you know, find these things that make you happy, that make you feel good. And most importantly, really make you forget about work and not in a bad way, but in a way that it's like, we have to stop. Like we can't just think about it 24 seven It literally makes my, like my brain literally hurts on those days where it's just go, go, go all day long and I can't take time for myself. My brain physically hurts. Unplug, you know, give yourself a chance to spend time with yourself, to think about literally anything else other than work, other than your to-do list, other than what's going on, other than your deliverables, like give yourself that time. And that is one of the best ways that I have found to take care of myself and just really learning to shut off, which I know is so hard for new entrepreneurs. And as you're building this business and you're so excited about it and you're so in love with it, but you're also scared shitless about it. It consumes your thoughts. You have to unplug. You have to let it go for just 30 minutes, for an hour. And physically, I started taking baths too. I hated baths like I mm, I hated baths. I don't know why I just did not like them was not a bath girl but I started taking baths once I was a business owner and it was just a really nice way to relax to take a little bit of time for myself you know after a long day um, or a lot of times I'll take a bath on Sundays just kind of like unwind, relax, get a good night of sleep before the new week starts and I'm back in it again but just, you know, little things, but prioritize yourself and make that a priority and set boundaries, like set working hours for yourself if you need to. I always have goals of like, I want to be done working by five. Uh, I want to be done working by six. And it'll depend on the day and, you know, kind of what's going on. But I'm like, this is when I want to close my laptop by. And for me... My mornings are for me. I wake up early. I go to a workout. I'll make myself breakfast. I shower. I get ready. I'll journal. Maybe I'll read. Maybe I'll scroll social media. Maybe I'll create some content. But my mornings are for me. I don't take calls until 11 or 12. It depends on the day. It's typically 12. That is my time. That's my time to get caught up. It's my time to focus on myself. Like, and I'm I'm not like the best in the mornings. Like I am better at talking with people when it's a little bit later on in the day. My brain is a little bit more turned on for those, you know, client conversations or sales calls when it's later in the day. So find what works for you. If you're a morning person, if you're on in the morning, get your shit done in the mornings. And then have the afternoons, the evenings for you. Find what works for you. But give yourself that space in your day. You don't have to be on and available for calls eight to five, Monday through Friday at all. Limit your availability when people can reach you, when people can come in to your world, when you need to be on, on Zoom. Limit that. I take calls from like noon to 4.30, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. I don't take calls at all on Wednesday or Friday. And I don't take calls at all in the morning. And I don't take calls late. <laughs> like you've got like a four and a half hour window <laughs> to be on Zoom with me. And that is so, so, so beneficial for me in my days. And it helps me stay plugged in and productive Because, you know, if you have a call scheduled at 11 and then you have another at 12 and then you have another at 12.30, then you have another at two, like you're just jumping and like you can't get into deep work. You can't get into flow throughout the day. Create that space for yourself and find what works best for you. One other thing that has surprisingly helped me, you know, taking care of myself and managing my business and all of this is becoming a morning person. <laughs> so, I was I've always been like a chronic night owl, like go to bed between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. And and I love my sleep, too. So, I would sleep in. I labeled myself as not a morning person, and then I started going to workout classes at 9 a.m. And I did not like how late I was getting my day started. I would wake up at eight. I would have class at nine. It would end at 10. I'd come home. I would shower. I would get ready. I would eat breakfast. And all of a sudden it was noon and I was just starting work. And I'm halfway through the day and I haven't done anything. So I started going to the 530 or the 630 a.m. classes. It sucked for like one day, (laughs) You know, in some mornings it sucks getting up, but you do, you do it anyways. And you have so much more day ahead of you waking up early and then going to sleep early. I go to sleep like no later than 10 o'clock now, like between like nine, like when it hits nine o'clock, I'm like, okay, like it's about, it's about bedtime. And that has been so, so wonderful too. It just makes me feel more productive. It gives me more time in my day. I sleep better. Like if you are doing the same thing that I was, I would encourage you to start trying to wake up a little bit earlier. And you just have so much more time in your day as opposed to, you know, clocking into work at noon when everybody has already been up and at them, you're immediately bombarded with a bunch of Slack messages, with a bunch of emails, with DMs, because people have been up. But when you, you're you getting up at the same time, you're starting work at the same time, you don't come, like you don't come to work essentially with this like bombardment of emails and things that need your attention. So you don't automatically have to go into action mode. You can kind of get into work nice and slow. And that's been really beneficial. So kind of going off of this too, you know, how do you stay sane? Through this all, through this journey of entrepreneurship. Everything I said about taking care of myself, and also everything I said about boundaries and setting boundaries with clients and with loved ones and balancing the business growth, like this all falls into staying sane. But a few other things. I want to mention that have been really beneficial for me. And this has been a journey. Like, please don't think that I just started my business and automatically did all of this stuff on day one. (laughs) Like, that is why I'm here. That is why I have this podcast. That is why I am on social media as your business big sis, because I want to share all of these lessons with you that I have had to learn the hard way. I want you to be able to start your business and automatically just step in to this incredible best entrepreneur version of yourself and take all of this that I'm giving you and apply it. So you don't have to learn it the hard way, but please know, like, don't feel like you're a failure or anything like that, because this was all shit that I had to figure out. These were all noodles that I had to throw at the wall and figure out which ones stuck and which ones worked for me. And that's also to say that, you know, these things that work for me, they might not work for you and that is okay. That's so okay. That was another realization I had too. You know, I all of these women that I really admire, you know, they're sharing their, their morning routines and their rituals and all of this stuff. And, you know, I'd try them on, I'd give them a try. And I'm like, why isn't this working? Like, why does this not work for me? Why is this not happening? Like, why does it work for her? And it does just doesn't work for me because we're different people. Like we need to quit taking these recommendations and these routines from these influencers and just all of these other people that we're bombarded with and expect them to fit on like Cinderella's slipper. You have to pick and pull from the people that you admire and the people that inspire you. And you have to add to your toolbox. Try things on. If it doesn't fit, okay, cool. No worries. On to the next thing. And just, you know, adding, like you're going down the grocery store aisle, just like picking things off the shelves, putting them into your cart. That's how I envision, you know, like getting advice and creating your routines and finding the things that work for you in entrepreneurship. Like you have to pick and pull. But nonetheless, a few other things um, that have been really beneficial for me in staying sane. I turn off all of my social media notifications on my phone. I have no social media notifications on my phone. I don't get DMs. I don't get notifications when people like, when people comment. I get no social media notifications for Instagram, for TikTok, nothing. For Facebook, nothing. And I do not have um, work email notifications on my phone. And I have my work email app hidden on my phone. Like it's there if I need it in a pinch or if I'm out and about, like it's there, but it's not readily available to me to where I can just be like, oh, it's 8 p.m. Like I haven't checked my email in a few hours. Click. No, (laughs) no. Hide it. Unplug it. Same with Slack. I do not have any client Slack channels on my phone. The only Slack channels I have on my phone are coaching Slack channels and the Slack channel with my team. Because I do want to be... I'm connected to my team 24-7. And that is, like, the only thing I'm connected to 24-7. And even then, like, my Slack notifications turn off, I think, at 10 p.m. And don't turn back on until 8 a.m. So I am just very unplugged on my phone. So when I am not plugged into work, I'm not seeing all of this stuff that's, like, trying to pull me back in. Like, I... I have my space. Only check your email three times a day. What? You you probably like sit there with your inbox just open on your computer all the time, right? No, don't do that. Check your email in the morning. Check your email at lunch. Check your email before you log off. There's no need to be just sitting there waiting for emails to come in. There's no need because then that can derail you so easily. You're sitting there, you're doing something else, boom, an email comes in and you're like, oh shoot, like this now has my attention. And whatever you were doing is tossed to the side. Outsource what you don't enjoy and what you're not good at. you know, we already talked about outsourcing, but that is an incredible way to stay sane. Get rid of what you don't like doing. Get rid of what you're not good at and just do the things that you love and that you enjoy that are in your zone of genius. And it's going to help you stay so much more sane. Get comfortable saying no. Just get comfortable saying no. You don't have to say yes to everybody. Don't, you cannot be a people pleaser in business. You cannot be an entrepreneur that is a people pleaser. You will drown. You have to get comfortable saying no. To whatever that is. You know, it could be saying no to a client that isn't a good fit. It could be saying no to an opportunity that you just don't have time for. It could be saying no to hanging out with a friend. It could be saying no to literally anything. But if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, which also goes into listen to your gut. You have to listen to your gut in business. It will help you stay sane. Any client that I ever signed that I had a bad gut feeling about, it always went bad. Every single time. It literally did not fail. Every single time I had a bad gut feeling, it went bad. Listen to your gut. It will not steer you wrong. If you have a bad feeling about something, say no. Pull back. You don't have to go through with it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the paycheck. The pain and the struggle that you're going to end up having to deal with is not worth the paycheck. Say no. Another wonderful way to help you stay sane, enjoy the flexibility you have as an entrepreneur. If you have a free afternoon, take it off. Go to the beach, go on a walk, go treat yourself to a pedicure or a manicure, go on a coffee date. Go to happy hour. Go get a massage. Enjoy the flexibility that you have as an entrepreneur. You do not have to be chained to your laptop from 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. You don't have to. Give yourself that flexibility. And honestly, like, that helps so much for me. Because sometimes I'm like, damn, this sucks. (laughs) Like, this is shitty. This is hard. But you know what? It is two o'clock on a Thursday and I'm drinking margaritas. It's okay. (laughs) You know, like find those little things that make you be like, this is worth it. Because, you know, people who work corporate, they have job perks. You know, uh, when I was in corporate, we had so many happy hours. We had so many lunches, like so much free food, so much free booze. We, you know, we were traveling for free. We had health insurance. <laughs> like we had all of these perks. And when you become an entrepreneur, you kiss all of that goodbye. You say goodbye to all of that. But you it's not like you don't have any perks at all anymore. You still have perks. You have flexibility. You have time freedom. You have location freedom. Go pack your stuff up and go work from your favorite coffee shop. It's amazing what a change of scenery will do. Enjoy the flexibility. And it really will make you be like, "Ah, This is why I'm doing this, or it's not so bad. Shoot, forget the coffee shop. Go book a flight to Miami or something and go work from there. (laughs) You can do that. You can do that. Go somewhere. Go somewhere that you want to go. Go somewhere warm. Go somewhere sunny. Go somewhere snowy. I don't care. Wherever you want to go, but go work from there. Why not? Literally, why not? And you're like, yeah, this makes this so much better. This is why I do this. Enjoy the flexibility you have as an entrepreneur. It is your job perk. It is the job perk that you have in exchange for the risk that you take as an entrepreneur, for the hard work that you have to put in as an entrepreneur. Take advantage of your perks. Get organized and it will help you stay saying, if you're constantly flying by the seat of your pants, if you are so just unorganized, everything is a mess. Your desk is a mess. Your office is a mess. Your desktop is a mess. Your Google drive is a mess. It's just going to make things that much more difficult and that much more frustrating. Take the time to be organized, have a plan for the week, have a plan for the day, have everything nice and organized have your T's dotted. Nope. Have your T's crossed. Have your I's dotted. Know where things are. Be organized with your team. Be set up in a sauna or click up. That will help you stay sane if you aren't having to keep track of everything in your poor little brain. There are so many tools that you can utilize that will help do that and will take that pressure off of your brain. Get organized and it will help. Remember that it can wait until tomorrow. There is so much of what we do as business owners that can, like the to-do list is never ending. I know. But so much of what we do, like it can wait until tomorrow. If you're just like, I just, I can't do it anymore today. I need to shut off. Like I need to take the evening for myself. I need this time. It can wait until tomorrow. Like how many nights did I stay up? Like way too late. My brain's only half working. My eyes are half closed. Just, you know, trying to finish this thing so I could cross it off of my to-do list. But like, that's not my best self. And let's be honest, like you're not working optimally. So you're not getting it done quick. Like just shut it off and pick back up tomorrow when you're fresh. Remember that you are not saving lives. Seriously, like... I say probably 95, 98% of us as entrepreneurs, like what we're doing, it's not that serious. You know, we're not out here saving lives. It's okay. Take a breather. You are human. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. That will help you stay sane. Remember that you are human and that you're doing your best. We are all figuring entrepreneurship out as we go. You do not have to have everything figured out. And if you believe that everyone else but you has it figured out, that is so far from the truth. Literally no one knows what they're doing. We are figuring it out day by day because we are our own bosses. We are building our own businesses. This hasn't been done before. We're figuring it all out and be kind to yourself especially as women, I feel like we can be our own worst enemy and just really beat ourselves up. We can be so awful to ourselves in our heads. We can say such terrible things to ourselves about ourselves that we would never imagine uttering out loud or saying that to a friend. Be kind to yourself. You are doing your best and everything. It's going to be okay. And everything is going to happen just as it should. You know, it's a lot being entrepreneurs and being female entrepreneurs, being women, everything else that comes with that. Like not only are you running your own business, you are a wife, a girlfriend, you're a sister, you're a friend, you're a mother. There is so much else going on that we have to give ourselves grace. We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to set those boundaries. We need to openly communicate And we have to make ourselves a priority if you want to stay sane in business and build a business that fills your cup up, a business that you love, a business that you're obsessed with, a business that you cannot wait to wake up in the morning to work on. That's what everyone wants, right? That's what we all want. And a business that gives us financial freedom, that gives us time freedom, that gives us location freedom. So start building your business in line with that. Start setting boundaries in line with that. Start making hires in line with that. Build your business based off of where you want to be, not where you're at right now. Otherwise you will constantly say in this cycle, in this mess, envision the business you want to have in five years, even in one year, and start making moves today that get you to that place, that get you closer to there and you will co- you will see everything level up with it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. I hope this was beneficial. This was a very fun, like raw, real, honest conversation around entrepreneurship. So, whoever left this anonymous question, thank you so so much, and I hope this answered your question. If you have topics or questions that you want to hear about on the show, you can always reach out via DM on Instagram, either at my personal Instagram, it's Courtney Quinn, or to the podcast Instagram, The Female CEO Show, and let me know what you want to hear. Or if you have something that you would rather share with me anonymously, keep an eye out on stories. I will continue sharing that question box. That's anonymous. Like it is, it's anonymous. I have no idea who asked this question. Um, (laughs) so I will keep, I'll keep posting that. So keep an eye out for that. If you have something that you want to share with me anonymously for me to talk about on the show, I would absolutely love to. And that's that. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.